Hello and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Manchester United 2, Liverpool 4. What in the name of fuck is going on this season? Somehow, Liverpool's top four hopes remain alive with a centre-back pairing of Nat Phillips and Reese Williams and the team that couldn't score any goals score four great goals and we walk away from Old Trafford with three points. First time in seven years. A great performance, a great win and hope. Hope remains. The hope that inevitably kills you, but (laughs) to discuss said performance and said hope, I've got a giggle in Johnny Henderson in Belfast. (laughs) Hi, are you, Johnny? I'm very well, Dave. Thank you. Very well. It's uh, not often we win there, so you always feel quite good, don't you, after winning there? So that's good. Yeah, you rarely, you rarely feel better after a game of football than when Liverpool went at Old Trafford. I've also got Beryl Lacus reveling in the Reds' performance and result tonight in the Netherlands. Beryl, are you well? Are you yeah, happy? Yeah, I'll- I'm very happy. I haven't been this buoyant about, you know, Liverpool for a, I, I don't know how long, <laughs> but I am buoyant. Yes, buoyant is a word, Chief. Um, I've got Neil, uh, Neil Patterson in Berlin, Chief. It's a great performance. And let's just, let's, I'm not even going to ask you how you are because I already know. Um, you're in tremendous form and it's a great performance. And we, do you know what? We, I actually think we start well and, Firmino has that weird chance where Trent plays this clever little pass into him. His first touch is brilliant and you're just like, just fucking stick it in the corner. But Firmino does that false nine thing that everybody gives him shit for, which is try to square it to Jota and it gets blocked out for a corner. But then what happens is that he does those number nine things that everybody gives him criticism for not doing, which is fucking head one into the top corner from six yards out and 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 be alive to the situation to follow up a rebound and 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 stick it in the net. And realistically, you know, those five minutes between the the first half ending and, and the second half starting, that's really what wins us the game. And that middle patch of just an absolutely dominant, swarming performance where like I, I really think we had United absolutely on the rack. That was a Liverpool performance that I haven't seen in such a long time, where we suffocated a side and pressured a side into not being able to play their football, and all of their heads were falling off their shoulders, loose passes, stupid decisions, kicking the balls out of play, and for the first time in ages, we absolutely took advantage of it. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, it was nice to see, wasn't it? I mean, we, we started tentatively and didn't look like we were on it. Um, as you say, that that moment where Trent picks up the ball and makes a makes a great pass to Bobby, and, and you just think put it in, or or at least have a shot. And he doesn't. He, he squares it, and uh, you know, then there's controversy, a slight controversy because. Clearly hits by his outstretched arm. Um, obviously, you know, you're not going to get anything from it. And you don't get anything from it. And you're like, balls, chance, great chance wasted. And it's, you know, it's not a great start. It, it sort of, um, 
sort of perhaps indicates you're going to get a bit more of the same. But um, and 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 so it so it then transpired for the next kind of ten or fifteen minutes, um, and you know uh, they get the goal. Um, I think it probably is just bending in. Um, I don't know. Uh, Philip says uh, he did an interview after the game and he said that he react he reacts late because he, first of all he thinks he's going wide and then he sees it starting to bend in and he can't get his leg up in time and just shins it into the net. And it's one of them, but it's a bit of a calamity and you're thinking because obviously you're a bit worried about the centre-back pair in any way going into the game and then that happens after 10 minutes and you haven't started well and you know, you haven't even taken a shot when you've been cleaned through at the other end. You're thinking, God, more, more of this. But um, to be fair to the lads, they absolutely uh, dug in and slowly but surely began to take control of the game. And by the 25th minute, we're, we're looking very dangerous. I think that's when the penalty uh, moment comes, uh, the penalty non-penalty. Um, we've talked about it and, you know, decisions kind of are, are, are a little bit split on it, but, but certainly based on what you see given for fouls, you know, it doesn't seem like a clear and obvious error when the, when the referee's blown, blown up there to, to go and, and take it out. I mean, I'm all for taking that whole idea of it being a foul when you've cleared, when you, when you've got the ball first and then you've gone into the player because, you know, I gurn about it all the time. I don't see where the player's meant to go. Where your leg is suddenly meant to go, where your where your body's meant to go, whatever you can't you can't disappear. So anyway, but in the context of how the Premier League is usually refereed, that would normally be a pen, and I think all the pundits said so. So anyway, they pick themselves up and and that don't don't really allow that to, to knock them too much, and um, you know really score score a good first goal, more tenacity again from a set piece, and Phillips keeps it alive and sort of redeems himself pretty much for the um for the own goal even though it wasn't really his fault and um yeah he does really really well doesn't he he does really really well does brilliantly far better than you'd really expect um to swivel and and he knows what he's doing he puts it back in there and jota reacts really really quickly and smartly and brilliant finish and it was great to see him get a goal um because he's you know, he started off on fire and then, you know, had the injury and hasn't really been been at his best since coming back. So great for him to get on the score sheet. And yeah, great brilliant ball from Trent. Another goal from a set set piece. Um brilliant ball from Trent, great header from Bobby and and yeah, we go on then and, and you're absolutely right, we turn the screw and um First 20 minutes of the second half, we we score again and we should go f- at least 4-1 up, if not if not 5, before um, United come back at us. And they do come back at us. And I think even when they get their goal, I think we, we handle it really, really well, to be honest, because we could have creaked, especially when, um, you know, given the given what's happened to us recently, the, the concession of goals and being ahead and being pegged back and so on. And there's one really hairy moment, which we referenced there pre-pod, where there's a, a double clearance and Nat Phillips again does brilliantly on the line because uh, that was it. Uh, he's the last man and that's, that's going in. So, And finally, we yeah we, we top it off with a lovely wee goal for Salah. And I, I might be wrong, but I think that puts him joint top scorer, which would be nice for him. I think he I think he deserves it, it. Yeah. So um 
so brilliant all round. We we got everything. I think you said pre pod that all was missing was a was a Mo Salah goal and we got that. Um I think Curtis Jones with a nice wee assist as well. So brilliant. Brilliant. And it's a turn up for the books and we needed it more and obviously there might be question question marks about how hungry United were, but I think uh, as we said, the the you know, nobody wants to lose that game and they really come back at us and I think we deserved it fully. Um you know, we probably score all the goals on the night anyway. So um, to to not to have come away not winning would have been pretty harsh. Yeah, Johnny, chief chief references. You know, just at the start of his excellent monologue there. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was a monologue. Fair play, chief. A hundred percent. Didn't want to um, leave anything <laughs> But but we do start tentatively, and. You know, the Firmino sort of chance, half chance, um, maybe suggests that we're, we're maybe, maybe a better version of ourselves than we've been. Um, but the game's scrappy up until they score. And I just wonder what your thoughts are. Do you think that that goal that they score, it maybe just takes the shackles off us maybe just relieves the pressure maybe just thinks right the team just decide collectively do you know what lads we haven't got anything to lose now let's just go let's just throw it all in all you know all in I know you like your poker all in all the tips (laughs) in the middle of the table and let's just see where we end up because that's what it seemed like to me yeah that's that's what it seemed like, and, and strangely, from a from a supporter perspective, that's how I felt watching it actually. Because I'm not going to lie, like I'm not going to bullshit and say that you know I was like going into this game all optimistic and let's go. I wasn't. I genuinely didn't expect. I would have took a draw tonight if you had like, offered it to me. I genuinely would have. I've been in that camp that's gone, do you know what, if we can take 10 points from these games, um, you know, let's see where we end up. I, I would have I would have settled for a point just based on everything I've seen there my entire life, supporting Liverpool, and I'm 42. Um, but but I, I felt like that when they scored. I, I almost felt a bit relaxed because they got a really shitty, typical fucking Bruno goal. I think Bruno's a super player. He gets a lot of shit because... Of his his penalties and again he's, he's, he's Lamp he's Lampard esque, isn't he? He really is, yeah. He's always there though. He's always looking for the killer pass and he's a very dangerous player. He's you know, a lot of it's begrudgery, but he does score a lot of penalties, but they get that goal and I was like, Ah oh, Jesus, it was it was just such a soft goal. I mean, Nat Phillips doesn't sort his feet out, it's innocuous, it's you know, Bruno hits a shot, it might or might not have been gonna end, but it's just just sort your feet and clear the fucking ball. And uh, all of a sudden we're a goal down. But I agree, David. I, I don't know. I, I felt as a supporter, I was like, all right, well, do you know what? It's fucking happened. We knew this would happen here anyway. It's Old Trafford. Anything that can go wrong will go fucking wrong. It's Murphy's Law whenever you go there, apart from when it was Danny Murphy. And um, and, and then we just relaxed, yeah, as you say. We we, we came into it. We started to play. Um, and we were at it. And... I think credit has to go to Klopp. You know, I agree with everything Chief said. Um, I, I think Klopp deserves credit. And I know we've been sort of screaming all season. Get Fabinho in midfield. 
get Fabinho in Thiago, and Thiago in that midfield and we will control the game in the middle of the park. You've got the steel, you've got the quality, you've got the vision. And he was brave. He, he went with the two boys. You know, we knew Phillips would play. But Williams, the, the cop-out he could have done there was, was you know, to, 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 to play Fabinho and maybe gone with, with Curtis Jones in the midfield. But he didn't. He got them two in there. And they've got the makings of a real... I, I genuinely think next season that if you put Fabinho, Thiago and Jordan Henderson in the middle of the park, we will get the upper hand on every team in that league. And I include Man City in that. Um, but we, we went for it. It was really positive. We got the goals at the right time. Um, Bobby's header is fantastic. Trent's fantastic. Um, but I think, but you're right. This, the shackles were off. We had to go for it. We went for it. We got our goals. We got a reward. We pushed on. Start of the second half. We got the third. And uh, I think we were talking about a pre-pod. Dave, I, I feared the worst because I, I genuinely did feel it 3-1. I remember watching a game way years ago when City won their 6-1, and that's how I was feeling. I was like, I, I genuinely was thinking, Jesus, if we get a fourth here, they're gone. Like, we could literally really embarrass these boys. It could be... And John yeah, I was thinking that as well. I was like, didn't Spurs, didn't Spurs do that to them early on in the season? They ended up winning 6-1 yeah, there. Yeah, I felt it was a bit like that. We were so on top and we were getting in with ease and Jota gets in and I'm like, oh, put it away, put it away. And he hits the post and I just said, oh, this is not, this is going to be nervy. And then they get the goal. But but listen, we see it out. We we, we get a bit of luck. You're always going to need a bit of luck. But we, we finished it off in style. But it's a super win. It's really morale boosting. And in a, in a strange way, from a position of, ah, fuck it, we're against the odds. It's probably not going to happen. The pressure is really on us now, <laughs> in a funny way. After the euphoria of this settles down, and it is euphoria at the minute, the reality is now, if we don't make top four, it's really going to be viewed as a real failure and a disappointment because, you know, we, what have we got? We've got Palace. We've got West, we've Brom. Got West Brom away at the weekend, Palace at home. Um, and Burnley, Burnley, I think. Burnley. You know, all difficult. You know, Deitch. <laughs> could you could you script that? We've got we've got Deitch, Hodgson, and Allardyce. It's <laughs> the hat trick. The un, the unholy trinity when it comes to football. Yeah, the the absolute unholy trinity of hashed football merchants that will try to close down a game, and uh, it's 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 going to be cancelled. But it's exciting. Do you know what? It's it's nerve wracking now, but but in a good way. This is what you want, doesn't it? If we think if we can come into the, I think if we bounce into the Champions League after everything that's happened, and we have a summer where we make a couple of good signings, and we've got Virgil and Gomez and Joel Matip back and Jordan Henderson back, um, I, I can't wait to get tour in the next season. So yeah, a good night. Yeah, they're all a great night, and you know the were few players there that were absolutely central to that performance and you know the one that is you know way out way out in the top of the list there is is Trent he's absolutely superb um the the midfield right back debate will will rumble on forever and ever but you know he takes up those smart like inside right positions for that 
for that first pass to Firmino for the, the early chance we talked about earlier is delivery from that side. It, it's, you know, it is Beckham-esque. It really is. It, the, just the shape on the ball and everything. He pops up uh, on the left-hand side from from a counter-attack uh, to, to shoot and, you know, get a decent left-footed shot off. He makes the third goal um, by breaking into the box. And, uh, you know, it, it, he is one player that I think, you know, we're now seven games unbeaten, five wins in the league. And he's one player that looks as though he's just really decided that I'm going to do my bit over and above what's expected of me. I'm going to try and drag every fucker over the line with me. And tonight was no different. What a performance. It, it was It was a world-class performance. And, and, you know, in a time of need, um, he's still young. He's still, you know, I wouldn't say inexperienced, but you know, he is still learning. But uh, you know, the the loss, lot being asked from him. I, I actually, I you know, I have to, um, um, you know, I, I watch these games with sometimes a, a, a cousin, a young cousin who have been infected with my love for uh, for LFC and 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 my wife, and she she you know, um. She loves her football, <laughs> and and sometimes she has some remarks I I don't agree with to, to put it uh, like that. But uh, she actually said today about uh, about Trent. So maybe maybe he has grown because uh, Virgil uh, and uh, and Matip and and Gomez aren't there, and and were you know disagreeing with her. So he, you know he he could play more freely. If they were there, because you know there's more um, uh, defensive solidity. But on the other hand, maybe he has grown more because they are absent because he he needs to because you know he needs to take more on more responsibility. Today, you know, you, you saw it on, on his face. You saw it. Um, he, he looks like a man and not not like a boy anymore. But you you saw on his face that he was um, he was. You know, he wanted to, to, to give to give everything, and he wanted to win this game. And 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 not only did he want to, he, you know, what he did, you know, all of these chances that he created um, were an immense. Uh, you know, this is a very important game, and and this wasn't the best setup that he, you know, as Liverpool FC ever had. And uh, all credit to to Ned Phillips and Louise Williams, but you know they, they are not the best defenders in the world, and they may not even be Premier League uh, uh, level. You know they were tonight. Uh, make no mistake. But um, he, you know, and he uh, now being Trent uh, Alexander Arnold, he was he was fantastic. He he was the true leader of this team, and I think we have been lacking that for a while. You know, since Henderson went off uh, injured against uh, Everton. Um, and he, he took this leadership, I think, and he was, uh, and sometimes he, he tries to do more than he can and, 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 uh, takes, takes on more responsibility than he can, than he should. Uh, you know, I, I have been saying this uh, for a while now, but, you know, tonight he made, made everything, every right decision. Um, and I think he has had a role in, in probably every goal we scored. So it's, um, you know, and, and and it doesn't matter if he plays in midfield or in right on right back if he has, you know if that 
defensive solidity returns to our, uh, our, our, our team, then he can be a playmaker from right back. And uh, as long as he has the liberty to, to give these uh, immaculate passes, and uh, you, you said Beckham-esque, and I think Beckham had something that he maybe doesn't necessarily have as you know as much um, the curl in in his crosses, but I think he has a lot that Beckham never had. He has uh, dynamism. He has uh, he has a range of passing that that Beckham didn't have. Um, maybe not the glamour, but you know this is Liverpool FC. We we don't necessarily need glamour. No, uh, not he since was, 96 anyway. <laughs> no, no, not since we are not wearing the the, the white robes and and etc. It's uh, I think um, this um, you know it, it's it's strange to say a, a coming of age because he has l- uh, long before come of came, came of age uh, and maybe uh, I, I think uh, wasn't his debut no, it was more. Maybe not his debut, but his his full uh, his uh, full time debut on uh, against um, Manchester United in I don't know it was in the league or it was this UEFA um, Europa League campaign. I remember no, something was, like it, that. It was the league. It was the league at Old Trafford and and yeah. Rashford absolute. I think Rashford gets two that day. He he turns him inside out and it's a it's an absolute baptism of fire. So. You're right. You can imagine that he would not be going back there with, you know, PTSD, if you like, you know, football PTSD. Um, But it wasn't. I think that that does show that shows the the development and growth of this player over like what's a relatively short period of time, you know, maybe three years. Um, You know, uh, I saw resilience uh, uh, and, and, you know, you, you sometimes see resilience, but if it, it isn't backed up with the, the quality to play, you know, it's only resilience, but I saw everything. This was the total package. And uh, he, this was a world-class performance. And, and, you know, it may sound like I'm overreacting on, you know, we, we beat a, sh- a shit Manchester United team that, you know, stumbled to, 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 to second because of a shit season. But then again, they, they are very good at winning games, not very good at playing football, but they are very good at winning games and and we beat them at their turf uh, 4-2 and, and I think uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold play, played a, a crucial role in that. Yeah, absolutely. And Chief, you know, the manager has come under a lot of criticism this year and a fair amount of it has been justified. Some of his starting 11s, some of his substitutions, um, they, they've not been what we expected. They've not been what we hoped, and a lot of them haven't really hit the mark. But I think today he just got it spot on. Usually, what he'll do in this scenario, this big game scenario, is he will try and get generally his most relied upon, trusted, experienced players on the pitch by hook or by crook. Your Milner's, your Hendersons, and Wijnaldum's. You know the midfield you like to pick for this, and I kind of thought to myself, oh, there's a shout in this game that he just throws Fabinho in the centre half, maybe plays Curtis Jones, and maybe the fact that Milner wasn't fit gave him less of a decision to make. But you know, 
he gets it right all ends up. He gets it right with a back four. He gets it right with a midfield. He absolutely gets it right with the front the front three. And we know, you know, post-match that <clears throat> Manny's particularly unhappy, especially as he scored at the weekend. But Klopp's 100% justified in his decision-making. And as much as the team needed that, I'd say the manager probably needed that as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I think we sort of referenced it a, a little bit already in that it, it's almost it's almost perfect, everything that happens tonight. Um, even including that that little bit uh, of, of petulance and touchiness from, from Manny at the end, because if, it, if it's got his blood boiling, if it's got, his, got him fired up, then maybe that's a good thing as well, because uh, he needed a bit of a shake-up. Um, you know, we've We've referenced before that um, that uh, he's been he's been off form and he's come out even now I think and said it himself. So um, so it is what it is. Nobody's place is guaranteed. And you rightly say Klopp is completely vindicated tonight. All everything he did worked. Um, the front three all score. So he's he's made the right decisions there. Um, I think the back. The, the centre back pairing actually does pretty well, all told. I think, I think Williams has quite a good game quietly there. Um, yeah, uh, you know, even the substitutions. Curtis Jones gets the assist for the for the fourth. Um, a little bit of a mix up with I think with I think with Thiago, but uh, uh, I can't quite remember. But a little bit of a mix up whenever he first comes on. So they almost tackle each other, getting each other's way, but. Um, you know, quickly, quickly found his place and uh, and didn't really put a foot wrong. And Mane gets through, has a chance, kind of shows his is what's been going wrong for him. I think he, his first touch gets away from him slightly, and then he tries to go around the keeper when he doesn't need to. He could just lift it, and and you know Henderson sticks a foot out and makes a save. Um, it's the first but, touch yeah. there, though, Chief, because like. I, I thought the pass was just a little bit away from him when I first it saw is, it, but it actually, is. on the replay, it's nearly perfect. And he yeah. just doesn't... He, he's more of a chance to control it than I initially thought. Yeah, he doesn't get the touch right. He doesn't get enough on it. And it just kind of... Kind of... Kind of bounces that little bit further than you would you would be comfortable with. But it, it like you were saying about the Jota chance... Earlier, in that he, he sort of miscontrols it and or miscontrols first touch is slightly heavy and and it opens up the chance for him. Sort of did a little bit for Mane as well, and that he, he could have just lifted it, but I think he's he's so intent. If he'd have made the first touch correctly, he would have gone round the keeper and there would have been space. Do you know what I mean? So I think he's 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 almost intent on doing that, and it, it doesn't quite work for him. But he's still lively when he comes on and plays well. So I think that works for for Klopp as well. So you're yeah you're absolutely right. Normally, often in the, in these situations, he does plump for what's tried and tested. You know, we've joked about the Brexit midfield before. You know, we've joked ourselves about how you know how pragmatic or conservative with a small C club can be when when it comes to the crunch. Uh, and you know, as you say, maybe not having the options has helped slightly. But he could easily have, he could easily have put Fabinho in there back at centre half um, for this one. It was a gamble doing what he did, and and it's paid off. Um, so yeah, vindication all round, really, and I'm sure Manny will be grand. 
yeah, well, let's hope so. Johnny, this this team has had a number of open doors to walk through this season to secure, you know, to, to continue to continue on with the title race, to secure top four, to to find themselves, you know, elusively in, in a European Cup final this season based on our form and and the injuries that we've had. Tonight represents something different. I think it's it's a door that was open after the, the Chelsea Arsenal result during the week. Um, it's an opportunity to go and seize a chance of creating something this season that you never thought you would be able to achieve. And we go one nil down and you're thinking the worst. And then the and then the, the VAR penalty, and you're just like I just kind of shrug my shoulders. I'm just like, yeah, well, this is the way it's going. But, you know, you can talk performance and what you saw with your eyes in the pitch. But I don't know. It's, I, I think we were saying during the week that if that result, if that result between Chelsea and Arsenal didn't give this side the kick up the arse it needed to go and get a result at Old Trafford, then we don't really deserve to be getting top four. And I didn't genuinely believe that it would happen, but there was there was something, I don't know, I don't know, did you feel, certainly in the middle of the game, that there was something different about that performance? There was just a sense of fuck you, defiance about it, and have we maybe just managed to get some sort of mental resilience and self-belief just at the critical time here? Yeah, I do. Uh, there is a feeling of that. Um, because let's be honest, we've the two games against Leeds and Newcastle, it felt like we had totally fucked it. I mean, it really did. It felt uh, when Willock scored for Newcastle, I remember seeing an angle where Firmino just falls to the ground like uh, like he's just dead. Like, that's us done. And that's, to be honest, how it felt. And the results have been seesaw. It's been a strange couple of days because we we had our two biggest rivals for the top four spots, Chelsea and Leicester go to arguably, their, well, on paper, factually, the two hardest games of the season. Uh, Chelsea went to, to, to City, to the Etihad. Leicester go to Old Trafford, and they both fucking win. <laughs> and you're sitting genuinely thinking, this is just ridiculous. You know, there, there is nothing going for us. Everything looked like it had conspired against us, especially given the fact that the way the United fixture fell, meant that they were always going to have to rest their players for the for the for the Leicester game. And Leicester who've been absolutely shit for weeks. Like Leicester are not that good. I just do not buy into the hype with them. They're doing their best to ball it again. Um and then they go and get the win against United Reserves and it just felt but there was Dave, I felt there was a wee bit of that about us tonight. There was a feeling of for that group of players, and I would like to think they're looking at Joel Maddop and Van Dyke and Gomez and Jordan Henderson, and and they're thinking to themselves, Jesus Christ, it's a fucking, 
it, it's a crime against football if Virgil van Dijk, Fabinho, Thiago, Salah and Alisson are playing in the Europa League. It really is. It's a fucking, it's a waste of those guys' careers to spend a season at the peak level they're at now in the Europa League. And there was a bit of that about us. I think they, they went out and they, they went for it and there was a there was a bit of fight and a bit of hunger. Still a bit of that soft centre. You know, the Rashford goal is really, really poor. It's like we should not be fucking getting caught out by a ball through the middle like that when we're three one up. Why are we leaving space? It it I still find that infuriating that we can't just drop five, ten yards and we should not be conceding goals like that when we're three one up at Old Trafford with our lack of pace. To me it's there's still that soft centre, but I, I accept it because of the personnel we have missing. But there was, Dave, there was a spark and there was a fight. And, you know, it's in our hands now. And I, and I guess after, you know, I, I guess after um, the Newcastle game in particular, and then Chelsea went in and Leicester went in, and someone had a said, well, do you know what? It's going to come down to, it's going to come down to, to, to Burnley. Um you know, it's going to come down to West Brom, Burnley and Palace. And if you beat those three, you get in. I'd, I'd have bit your arm off for that. So no excuses now. You know, the front three, have, they've all grabbed themselves a goal. You know, uh, Jada's got a goal. Um, Jada's got a goal. Salah's got a goal. Bobby's got a couple. Um, they've got to go out now and they've got to do it in the last three games. And as you say, Dave, it's a chance to finish with something really positive. You know, if we can get into that top four and just bounce into getting our players back, knowing we're in the Champions League, knowing the difference that makes financially and with the the pull for players that it brings, it feels like something great at the end of a... Uh, and it's not great, listen, by the recent standards we've had, but it's still in the context of this season. feels great uh, to finish on that note. And I hope, yeah... I, I saw a bit of fight, and we, we're going to need that now to get these nine points. We're going to need these nine points now to get us over the line, and uh, fingers crossed we'll do it. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Beryl, you know, Johnny touches on, a, for me, a really significant point there, that getting fourth place feels like it's worth more than it actually is right now. Um, it's not the greatest achievement in the world. You're, you're scrapping for fourth after becoming champions for the first time in 30 years and looking like you would just sweep all before you for, I don't know how many decades to come. Um, but this actually could represent something that outweighs the actual value of it. And not just because of the situation that we're in, but I don't know, from from your professional perspective, how much of a positive impact can it have to think about getting over the line, managing to go and win those big games like we did tonight, um, be it away to Manchester United or, or home to Crystal Palace? Um, going, getting the result, doing what you needed to do and carrying that in the next season. Because if I remember, you know, I think the game that really kicks this all off, this whole, this this undeniable, you know, 
willed a win is is that game at home to Middlesbrough to get us into the top four. Klopp's first, the second season, first full season, gets us into the into the top four, um, and it's a big, big game, and we have to win it, and we do. And this, this I, for me, I don't know about you, but is there a bit of a parallel to that now? And and can this feed the positivity for the season to come? Um, yeah, I would say so. It, um, this is what experience is. It's, it's. Um, I think, um, you know, as Chinese people say, Confucius say, says, <laughs> um, experience is like a lantern um, shining the path that you uh, have wandered. But uh, <laughs> it, it does shine a little light on the path you you are about to wander. And and you know, um, Klopp has had this experience, and and he will. Um, Take it and, and use it for, for the games ahead. Uh, the Millsborough game was terribly nervy. You know, we, we really should win, but then again, you know, they were already relegated, I believe. But, you know, that freed them up. And uh, it was Genie who scored, if I remember correctly, but, um, I, I think, I think it was the, the one nil, but, um, um, and I remember in the game before that, uh, Forster, uh, Southampton, um, denying Milner a, a penalty. But, you know, that, that's all beside the point. I, I, I think, you know, you were asking for my professional um, input here, but uh, I'm not sure <laughs> I'm, I'm able to, to, to give that. Uh, only, you know, not, not more than, than everybody else uh, understands about, you know, mindset. You know, everybody... Um, can can lift their game, and these are all uh, players that have um, um, proven that they are uh, able to play at a, a very very high level. But they have also proven that they can, you know, um, lack self confidence and uh, lack confidence and, and and be you know less than they usually are. And and most of our players have been less than they normally are. You know, we've talked about Sadio. Um, uh, I think uh, Mo Salah had, had a really, really good game today, and he, he took on, especially in the second half, he took on lots of responsibilities by dropping into midfield and and spreading passes, and 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 um, you know he, he and 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 Trent, I think together were excellent. And when when Mo scored this this uh, you know. Liberating goal that that you know sealed the uh, the victory. Um, you know, Mo has a, had a tendency of of having some premeditated uh, um, goal cheerings, like uh, you know the, the yoga one was was fun, but you know he sometimes didn't cheer and uh, and didn't smile, and there were you know lots of, of times I thought, okay, just be happier. That you scored, but you know you, you would have had overthought of you know thinking about scoring before, and then what will I do if I score? And and now he was just happy, and he dropped to the floor, and he was just happy to have scored. And I think this is this is very important. And I think you're right. I think this is something that they can take and and say, okay, you know, we have had lots of bad luck, and you know, just not normal levels of bad luck, but. but but some enormous, enormous bad luck. We've lost um, not only one talismanic player, but we, we've lost our 
total um, uh, you know uh, defense, our central defense. We've lost our uh, um, the, the player that we bought to, you know, as as, the, as a new piece in the puzzle in, in Thiago for for a long while in our uh, in our season. And Trent hasn't uh, hasn't been able to play all season. Um, he got injured, uh, I think, against Man City away, or was it Ajax away? You know, it's it's in the in the same uh, weeks, I think. Um, Henderson, uh, you know, and not everybody is is convinced about Hendo, but you know, I, I have been for, for a while now, and he's he is very important in uh, not only for his footballing skills, but also and probably. More importantly, for his coaching on the pitch, and uh, you know, for, for his leading role in 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 how, how we should press, etc. Um, and and we've missed all this. So this this has been a a a, a, a season with, with lots of adversity and more adversity than you could uh, you know possibly uh, expected. And and this game is is like a microcosm of this. You know, we concede. Uh, we, we start better than them, I think. We have a penalty shout. Okay, it's turned down. Um, nothing done with it. And 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 then we we concede. And I think we make a mistake when we concede that because you know Aaron one Pisaka showing up on on uh, freely on the right wing pitch uh, spot and, and and nobody covering him or picking him up. Uh, was a mistake, I think, but you know the goal goes in with with with, with a bit of uh, of luck for them. So and, and then um, we get a penalty, and VAR thinks it's a, it's a clear and obvious mistake. Now, again, more adversity, but still we managed to to uh, go two one ahead in, in the first half, and we win this game. You know, lots of adversity, but we still win. I think this could be a microcosm. This could be the motivational speech, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, if if Klopp wants to hire me, uh, you know, I I I would I would do it for a season ticket for next season. Um, <laughs> I'll pay for it. <laughs> he probably doesn't need me to tell all of this. It's it's um, uh, you know we now have the chance, and 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 by no means it is easy because in the, um, the, the games ahead are. Typically, the games we we lost or uh, drew uh, in this January February, um, you know, absurdity. I don't know what 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 happened there. It's like a Bermuda Triangle of of, of points that happened there. But uh, you know, everything is set now for us to to salvage uh, a, a, a lost season. And yeah, and I think the players that that have have been playing for the for the last uh, you know games, and uh, uh, you know, um, except from the game that we played against uh, uh, Real Madrid away, I think we have haven't been you know haven't lost for a while now, and I think we've been doing really well, except from losing points against Leeds and and, and Newcastle in the in the, in the last uh, minutes of the game, but. You know, th- th- there is a trend upwards, and I think we could utilize this. I think there's lots um, to to take from this game, from our form, to say, okay, now now we've turned the cover, uh, the corner, and we have uh, everything in our own hands, and just you know, win the last three games, and just you know, 
I, I think I, I, I think getting into the fourth spot it would be very important. Yeah, it, our form is strangely really good. Um, it, it's it's what, five wins from seven, two draws, and tonight it felt like it felt like it felt massive to me. It felt like there was a lot of demons exercised. <clears throat> you know, Firmino gets two goals. Fuck me, when was the last time Firmino scored two goals in the game? Crystal Palace. Um, and even the time before that, um, it's a win at Old Trafford. Something that rarely happens at the best of times, never mind in the situation that we're in now. Mo gets his goal at Old Trafford. Trent's back to his best. And, you know, all signs point to an outcome that this could actually happen, Chief. So let's just let's just maintain the hope for the meantime. But you know, in in your eyes, you know how important is it? Given what we've done the last three years, given that we got don't forget we got to this point of winning the Champions League and and the league from being in the Europa League only a couple of years before. But how important is it making sure we're in that top four? Um, well, I think it's. I think all the players, you know, want to be there. There's. I think we should sort of put that out there first. I mean, it was mentioned earlier the likes of Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, Thiago, Fabinho, Virgil Van Dijk when he's back, Allison. You know, all of them. They don't want to be playing. In the Europa League, they want to be playing in, in what is still the elite club competition in Europe. So, first and foremost, they expect to be there and 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 um, will be incredibly disappointed and and angry, I would imagine, at themselves and 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 at what's happened uh, if they don't make it. Um, obviously, financially, it's massively important. You would think. Um, I mean, that's what you hear. You hear all the time. It's it's a huge. You know that it is a huge financial bonus to be in the Champions League, and a lot of things are predicated sponsorship deals and so on 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 Champions League participation, uh, and those brands and being able to you know to to reach the the European wide audience and the global audience. Um, so financially, it's important, and obviously the players want to be there. Having said all that, if you know your reference that we we've been in Europe, uh, we've been in the Euro- sorry, been in the Europa League, um, gone all the way to the final there, lost it, qualified the Champions League. I think on the last day of the season, um, went all the way to the final, lost it, qualified it for the Champions League by coming second in the league after recording a ninety-seven point. <laughs> season um so and and then go next season and um and and go on and win the league so so there's, a, there's adversity all the time is what i'm trying to say we're not we're not the silver spoon club and this set of players hasn't had it easy they haven't done it the easy way so if they were to take the knock and go into the europa league i certainly wouldn't see it as the end of the world uh, and i don't think they would either they've been there before uh they know what it takes and you know, they'd be head and shoulders favourites to win that competition. 
the Thursday Sunday thing is never is never favourable, uh, but it is given what what they've been through this season in terms of fixtures and so on. Any resemblance or semblance of of normality will seem uh, like heaven for them next season. So I'm not sure it's it's going to be too bad. Plus. With the reject Champions League format, I believe matches are going to be played on Thursdays anyway, so that's going to be a, a thing for for the top clubs to deal with in the, in the coming seasons anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's one of, it's one of them when it comes to transfers. That that's another aspect. It seems to me that Liverpool's business is is primarily done. Uh, a lot of it anyway. Uh, there's, we've talked before, but heavy, heavy. Rumours and links to certain players that have been around for a while and haven't gone away and there's no denials and there's nobody else seemingly that interested in these players. I'm talking about Konate, I'm talking about Basuma, I'm talking about um, Kabak who's already with us and it seems like that's going to be a done deal. And uh, potentially then there's a couple of others. There's been a lot of talk and hints, uh, not least with the with the, with the the money coming in from, what was it, Redbreast or, or Redbird or... Something like that. <laughs> not not hundred uh, percent on Red the Bird. there. Yeah, Redbird, uh, five hundred million, I think, and then and then also other noises that have been made surrounding the you know surrounding the club that there is going to be action this summer in terms of transfers, and they'd always plan that. So I'm not convinced that, that missing out massively affects those, given given the names that are being put out there and given the the work that appears to already have been done. Nobody, nobody can tell really what the knock-on effects would be. I, but I'm given that it was such a long shot going into these games, and that we had failed to put back-to-back wins together, um, well, consecutive runs of wins together in this season. I always thought it was a long shot, and I wasn't going to let the fact that uh, we might not qualify sort of derail my um, forecast for next season because I think we're going to be an absolutely different beast. When our players return and the window um, the window is over, um, but I think ultimately you want to be there. The players want to be there. The club wants to be there. You know, the brand wants to, for every single reason, from the most footballing to the least. You want to be in the Champions League. So I think it'll be a massive blow if they don't make it. I just don't think it'll be the end of the world. No, I don't think it'll be the end of the world either, Johnny. You and I had a bit of a discussion. A few months ago, given and I think before I say this, I think we should probably all cast our minds back to the despairing situation that we were in a few months ago, um, where we literally could not buy a win. Um, I think we'd won two games out of eleven at home or some ridiculous nonsensical stat, but we kind of discussed even if the players come back next season that we've missed and have been literally the catalyst to this dreadful, horrendous kind of six months, nine months we've had, would that even be enough to get this team back to the levels that we were at before? Or had too much damage been done? Yeah. Has tonight, yeah, yeah has tonight kind of, changed your mind not changed your mind not to say that that was your opinion but it was certainly a question but has tonight maybe gone some way to answering that question that maybe the answer is no it's not going yeah. to affect this to the point where 
Yeah, done. yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, it's, it's the great unknown, isn't it? I mean, there was no negative. There was nothing negative about tonight in that haven't seen, and I don't know how often we'll get them on the pitch next season, but after the game at Goodison, where we got fucking robbed, <laughs> and how uh, how useful would those two points extra be now? Um, but when, when I'd seen Thiago and Fabinho and Henderson play that game, I, 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 I was genuinely, I, I was thinking, well, you know, we're unstoppable. Get- yeah, unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah, you've got everything in the middle of the park there. You've got, you know, you've got steel, you've got vision, you've got quality, you've got legs, you've got maturity on the ball. Um a, a real midfield that could genuinely I would put those three against any midfield in world football. Um and I'd say we we could get control of a game. Um and 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 that to me, that fulcrum is that that base of a the, the the midfield is still there, and then obviously you've got the the centre backs where you've got the best centre back in the world to come back. But but I know what you mean. We we have this bit of a worry about, especially with the forwards, because I think we all accept that we've got a soft centre. Our midfield's been massively disrupted. We've had to take Fabinho out of midfield. We've had to take you know Henderson's had his injuries. Actually, Fabinho's had his injuries. Thiago missed months and months and months after Everton, after that game, you know, which was, you know, you look back at that game, that was calamitous in every way, that game. Um, and it did raise doubts because everything suffered. The fullback suffered. The forwards suffered. Their, first of all, their supply suffered, the quality of the supply, and then their confidence dried up, and then they started snatching at chances. And only Mo really has been Mo. All season, you know, from from the opening days of the season, Mo's been the one that's just stood up and been pretty consistent. Um, and we've had this fear that can we get that back? And I, I think deep down, I've always I'm an optimist anyway. I always felt we get our we get Van Dyke back with whether it's Matip or Gomez or Kabak or Konate or whoever we sign, um, we get him in that defence and we push up. And we've got that confidence again, and we get our midfield. The the front three would find their way back, but but it, it can't do any harm tonight to to have the forwards spark into life like that. To have Bobby get a couple of goals, to have Mo scoring, to have Jada scoring, to have to be creating chances and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, as I say. I, I, I'm an optimist anyway. I felt we could get it back, but on the evidence of that, the one thing it's cemented for me is never play Fabinho. <laughs> if we can go to Old Trafford and not need to play Fabinho at centre-back, it should never happen again. And I always think if he's there in the centre of that, of that, that we're a much stronger proposition. And I do... I, I Is it a step towards next season Hitting the ground running, I, I actually think it is. I think it is. I think there's a, there'll be those lads will have a bit of a spring in their step and a bit more belief generally. And I think seeing Virgil Van Dyke step out on the pitch with them in August and Matip and Gomez and those guys back and a couple of signings, hopefully, um, we we should be ready to go toe to toe. But I think we all feel better about the world tonight, we Liverpool, um, because. We needed to show balls. We needed to step up, and I genuinely didn't think we'd win there tonight, and we did. Uh, 
So yeah, I know that's a bit of a long-winded answer, but do you know what I mean? It's it's a weird one because we've all talked about it so much, and some people think we're finished and we need massive changes and overhaul of the squad. I genuinely don't think we need a massive overhaul. I just think we need the right two or three signings, and we can push City again. Yeah. I totally agree. We don't need a massive overhaul. Um, we saw what City did last year and we saw what they've done this year. And that wasn't with, you know, besides what everybody says about the money they have, it wasn't with a massive amount of investment or a massive amount of changes in their squad. One change we'll have to make, Beryl, and just to finish on this, um, you're probably best placed. But Ginny Wijnaldum genuine, generally comes in for a fair amount of criticism, it's fair to be said. Um, his availability is something that we wish we could transfer into a variety of other players in the squad. You know, Naby Keita, Oxley Chamberlain, Jordan Henderson even, just to name a few. Um, but I thought it was weird. It was one of those games where he's everything that people say he isn't, you know, he's not a ghost. There's not these ridiculous, oh, he made 11 passes in 90 minutes and blah, blah, blah. Jimmy Wijnaldum is everywhere tonight. I thought he had a super game. Maybe not necessarily. His distribution maybe wasn't perfect. He's maybe a little bit indecisive with his decision-making, but he's everywhere. He is knocking his pan in and probably given the amount of minutes he's played, was a real, real effort for him. And he is one that is going to be missed next year and will have to be replaced. If he goes, he will have to be replaced. And, you know, I, I completely agree with your assessment. You know, he he is everywhere. He is very involved. He always gives everything he has. Um but and 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 I agree with that too. I think he was indecisive in his passing. He was sometimes a bit too conservative, you know, turning back instead of forward. <clears throat> um, I'm not sure if he was at fault for the for their first goal, but you know, let's um, and uh, you know, forget let's just about say that. he was because that's what loads of people will say. So, <laughs> we'll yeah, play the, the you know, it's. He is he is an easy target, but you know, uh, uh, you know what he gives on on the pitch is something that you will miss when he's not uh, there. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, just like you know, when Millie is not there, and when Hendo is not there, then then you see, and and, and some people are are able to to connect uh, um, cause to effect, but uh, and and then you see, okay, when he's not there, when he doesn't drop in. No, just to give an example, if 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 Robertson goes, uh, you know, into the uh, into the attacking position, then somebody needs to drop in behind him, because otherwise uh, that that space will be exploited if we lose the ball, and and he generally uh, does that, and if he gets the ball when we are building up and and Allison is being uh, courageous again and. Uh, then he he generally doesn't lose the ball. He he you know he he does what he needs to do to to um to keep the ball in in, in our team and and we can go on and and maybe create a chance etc. So you know and 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 
And the most important point is probably what you said first. He is never injured. And, and when he's on the pitch, he's always fit and he always is giving everything. Um, he runs a lot and covering uh, passing lanes, covering up spaces that, you know, can't be exploited by by uh, uh, by the other team. Uh, and and this is all things that we will miss when he's not there. But, you know, at, at the same time, You know, at the same time, you know, I love him. He, he, he you, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Feyenoord fan, a, a long-suffering Feyenoord fan. But you know, he, he has come from through our ranks, and I, I've seen him debut, making his debut at, at 16, and uh, he was a, a right winger. You know, uh, he I was posted as a right winger at that point. But and and uh, I've I've always uh, loved him as a player, even when he went to uh, rivals uh, PSV. Okay, I hated him then, but, okay. <laughs> but, but you know, from that point on, um, and, and, and as a person, as someone, as, as a professional, he always gives everything, and we will miss him. But at the same point, you know, if he wants to leave, he's not uh, the last uh, player on earth. We, we we need some someone to replace him. Um, uh, maybe Ipesuma. I'm okay. He's a good player, but I'm not uh, entirely convinced. Um, uh, I've heard rumors about Hussam Awar from, from Lyon, who, who, you know, would convince me, but, you know, it, it, it's only rumors. Some, someone will need to replace him. And, and, uh, as, uh, Johnny said before, you know, the, uh, midfield three of, of, uh, Pando, uh, Fabinho and, uh, and Thiago, you know, for the next season. If they would be available, you know that would convince me very much. So yeah, I would miss him if he would go, but he he hasn't signed, and um, maybe that's because he didn't get the deal he wanted, or he maybe even deserved. Uh, but you know, uh, that's it then. Then you know, I wish him all the best in his career. Uh, if it's at Barcelona, it's okay. If, No, wh- wh- wherever he goes, uh, no, if he doesn't go into the Premier League to another club, um, we will need to replace him. Uh, I appreciate what you say and I appreciate him, but uh, um, uh, to, to borrow the phrase that it wouldn't be the end of the world if he leaves, yeah, it, it wouldn't. He, he had a very good performance today. He always had a, a good performance for us overall. Uh, we will miss him, but it isn't um, the end of the world if he leaves. No, it wouldn't be the end of the world if he leaves. And as Chief said earlier, it wouldn't be the end of the world if, if we didn't make top four. But we're still in with a chance. There's still hope. And until next time, up the it's the hope will kill you, Reds. <laughs> <laughs>